Here we go. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Uh, we are. We got a guest today, Mr. Brian. Thank you for joining us, uh, Murder, Murder Brian. Um, we were talking about uh, sleeveless short shorts. We were talking about a bunch of shit, but short sleeve guys who wear shorts and short sleeves in the winter are basically the dude from Taxi Driver. In my eyes, they're just kind of like. Uh, they're just tortured souls. And people make fun of them like, come on, get it together. What are you doing? But you got to have something wrong with you if that's your go-to outfit for freezing temperatures. Well, I will say this. Uh, and I think, Tom, you, you work outside, right? Uh, I I retired. But, yes. Okay. <laughs> but you did work outside, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I did tree well, work and landscaping. Well, people who work outside don't feel weather the same way as people. That's, yeah. <laughs> I was a cable guy for seven years in Ohio, and I just don't I don't feel cold the same way that, like, you know, I keep my house, like, at, like, 59 degrees, and That's I walk crazy. around it in sleeveless shirts, and, like, uh, uh, I just, I, I don't, I just, it has to get down to, like, zero for me to really, and I'm the same way with heat. I, I I was in Texas and people were like, you know, watch it. You know, you know, it, it's super hot there. You're not going to want to be outside. And I was like, I don't care. Like, there's no such thing as too hot for me. Dude, beca- becoming a work from home guy has made me soft as baby shit, bro. In <laughs> like, dude, it is me. Like, people, I was talking with. I was at a. I was at work today. We were doing a commercial shoot, and I was like talking to people who've just been in corporate their whole lives. And I was like, yeah, I used to like drive fence, fence posts and shit, and. You know, like 110 degree heat. And they're like, why? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I don't know. I was like, I used to work in kitchens too, man. Like, you know, you just kind of got to do whatever. Like when your whole life is stupid from like 16 (laughs) to like your mid 20s, you just kind of like, yeah, I guess I I cleaned out toilets. Uh, You know, I uh, I kind of was just drunk for a living for a couple years. I don't really know what I was doing. And it's like, oh, okay. (laughs) People who went straight from college into being like, uh, assistant creative artistic strategist manager like i'm not that's a sick life i have it now and it, you, i can't complain but like if you've never done anything like that sucks dick i feel like you don't you miss out on life a little like yeah. if, if, I, you've, if you've never worked at a place where there was like a designated chair in the back where people would just fuck in that chair <laughs> i feel like you're missing like a lot of perspective in life you know if you've never worked did every shitty job before yeah. podcasting worked out for me yeah. and like even up until like people would say like well you didn't have to do the gig economy no before street fight hit i had to fucking drive for lyft yeah so i did every i worked at a camera store and i went in for the interview and the guy was like uh so what are you looking to make and i was like uh i was i just wanted some money i i so I was like $9 an hour, which is just no money. And he that's was like, nothing. what about what about eight sixty? dollars Talk that's, me down, 40 cents. <laughs> Dude, I worked for a Democrat. This is, I worked, one of my internships, I worked for a Democratic opposition, like, research firm. They did, like, um, they would dig up muck and dirt on, like, Republican politicians, and then they would sell that dirt to, like, news stations and shit. And, uh... They were so fucking holier than now, and I I got into an argument with the boss because I like called in two days in a row because I was just hungover college guy. I didn't give a fuck, 
And she called me in for a meeting and she was like, you know, we pay you above minimum wage and we okay. care about our employees. They paid me eight fifty five, <laughs> and she they were like, and she was getting like this like she was like you know like we you know you could be doing anything but you're working in a in a in a, in a industry that you studied in and a lot of people don't get to do that you should be lucky and like you know you calling in like this blah 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 blah, and I remember it was like the last day of my internship and like I went to pick up my check for two hundred and sixty something dollars <laughs> for working like I don't know, like thirty hours or whatever after taxes. And I was like, uh, yeah, you know, like Austin's talking about this 15 an hour thing. And the boss guy was like, yeah, it's just crazy. I don't know how we would make that happen. Oh, and they did work for like dim like local Democrats. But it was like <laughs> like they were like uh, they were like Hillary people. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like they were just like like to patronize to your employee. Hey, be grateful. We could pay you seven twenty five like those sick fucking conservative psychos. You're getting paid eight fifty. <laughs> so don't spend don't spend it all in one place, you fucking loser. Hey, you know the that funny? guy who sits next to you? He gets raped every day. <laughs> you wanna get raped every day? Probably not. <laughs> the 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 guy that paid me eight the funniest thing about the guy that paid me eight sixty is I requested like over the time I worked there I requested like five days off total. Like at different times, and they turned every single one of them down. All of five of the days I asked off, turned down. And then uh, one day, I was I was I walk all day, and I and I'm walk around Columbus, and I went by the uh, um, the Value City Arena because there was like a Bernie Sanders rally going on. Yeah, and I saw the fucking owner of the store I was working at in line to get into the Bernie Sanders rally. Yeah. And I just couldn't even fucking believe it. I, I like I wondered what he does in his Yeah, brain you think about that the, makes yeah, it yeah. okay. Yeah. It I don't the all of the people I met when I was like trying to do the like working in politics thing that were like democratic like like strategists and campaign people they were just like managers and they had a different political affiliation than like your average small business owner dumbass but they, they their minds worked the same way so they were just kind of like yeah you know we uh it, it's within the budget so you're going to get paid quite a bit of money uh, we're going to pay you ten dollars an hour to knock on doors for 60 hours a week in 110 degree weather um, and we're gonna we're gonna win this thing. We're gonna beat Greg Abbott, um, that slimeball piece of shit. By the way, we do not offer health insurance, so do not ask. <laughs> like it just, they're the same people. They just have like they they have like two issues that they like lean center left on or whatever. Dude, I had a I had an old boss who I remember him telling me about how he was socially liberal and fiscally conservative as yeah. as we were stealing like 30,000 gallons of city water from a fire hydrant to put through this to put through this hydromulcher he would be like it fills up way faster if you just hook up to one of these but you really got to watch for cops when you do this. And I was like how bad is it he was like I'm I mean it's real bad it's but it's way faster than using a water hose so you know that's what we do that's just awesome. how every time a hydromulcher I just steal Steal from the city, and then you know I just use that water. That's like anyway. <laughs> anyway, I, I just don't think taxes should be as high as they are. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's like one of the most like anarchist things I've heard, though. <laughs> it's just just to like it's like yeah. I mean, like I'm a I'm a libertarian guy. I'm kind of like a Republican libertarian, but I'm doing praxis by stealing water to run my like 
fly by night landscaping business or whatever. I'm, they do that, but they all, you, yeah, you know, yeah. like all the libertarians that, it, like, you would be hard pressed to find a libertarian that isn't, like, you know, taking something from the city out of principle. Like, yeah, yeah. Every, I know, I know, guy, I know, like, my fucking, uh, they, they justify it by saying, like, well, I worked and paid taxes. Like, my in laws are retired and they are, they're, they're fucking furious at Joe Biden for the taxes but they don't they're not like they don't have any fucking money they are they are <laughs> yeah <laughs> they are basically living yeah ta less than tax they're yeah, it's like it's like eight percent that they get back at the end of the year yeah, <laughs> yeah. well they don't they don't work uh, like I, my it's like my father-in-law is like this real trump guy and yeah. he has like the worst disposition of i've never met anybody with a worse disposition, you know? Yeah. And I, I did customer... I mean, I did that cable job. I was in people's houses, like, all day, every day, which is another hell if you've ever worked, like, any job where you have to go where people live because uh, it people live really bad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, like... Uh, uh, but he's, like, got this real nasty disposition, but he's also pissed because, like, Home Depot wouldn't hire him, but it's, like... I don't know, dude. You say the N word like kind of regularly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's hard to sell yourself to a company that, like, I guess prides itself on allowing day laborers to hang out in the parking lot. <laughs> if if you're like, yeah, you know, you got a lot of uh, man. I don't know what they call them these days. I know what I call them. You know what I'm saying? But uh, hanging out in front, um, you know, you want me to take care of them? I can go out there and tell them what for. You know what I'm saying? Did my my uncle's like that. We're like, I've talked about him in length on the podcast. He is a, he's like a straight up like 2000s, like 90s comedy slip and fall scam artist. Like him and his fat fucking wife, they both go to Walmart and they'll see like some soup on the ground and he'll be like, babe, bust your fucking ass right now. And like, she'll do it. <laughs> and she'll like, she'll tear her meniscus or something crazy and they'll win like $120,000 and he keeps it all in <laughs> He keeps it all in cash so he doesn't have to pay taxes on it. And he, like, keeps it in cash, um, like, literally under his, like, uh, he'll, like, get the settlement, go to all these fly-by-night, like, check-cashing places. And then, like, I guess somehow, Shady, he'll get it in cash. And uh, and then we'll be talking, like, at Thanksgiving. I haven't seen him in years, but we'll be talking. And he's like, yeah, you know, everybody wants something for nothing these days. Cocksuckers, <laughs> you know, all these fucking liberals and these fucking weirdo, you know, fucking lazy queers don't want to fucking earn a goddamn honest living and i'm like hey man you just before you said that to me told me that you were in bass pro shop looking for hollow points and you tripped over a fishing rod on purpose <laughs> and, like broke your arm and you got like 20 grand from fucking bass pro shop he's like well they should have picked that fucking pole up i get mine and i'm like you're just, it's the same. I mean, you're, you're I the get, same guy. Yeah, it's the same. Like, <laughs> I understand maybe it's a little bit more morally, I guess, okay, permissible maybe to steal from a big corporation in that way. But, like, you're also, like, a profoundly racist and you hate poor people type guy, even though we grew up poor. And you just, it doesn't, you can't have both. I mean, I guess he can. Like, he, you know. It's it's so absurd. I, there's just so, that 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 archetype of guy exists. I think south of the Mason Dixon, it's like sixty percent of those dudes. I will say this: that like the way uh, the reason in a roundabout way, like so in in two thousand 
nine, I was working at the uh, cable company and I was up the ladder and these two guys were standing at the bottom of the ladder, and which is like the worst feeling in mm-hmm. the world when you're at a ladder up at a pole all yeah. the way at the top and there's two guys at the bottom talking to you. Yeah. And you're like, uh, well, I got to go through these guys to mm-hmm. like get out of here. And, and what ended up happening was uh, uh, they, 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 the guy punched me and then I <laughs> landed on like this flight of steps and I looked up, they were like, give me your cable keys. And I was like, here. But he pulled a gun out after I gave it to them and pointed at me. So I jumped down this flight of steps and I um, injured my wrist. Yeah. And I injured it in such a way that like, they couldn't tell if it was going, they, like they couldn't tell if it was going to heal or if it needed a cast. So I remember... The first time I went to the doctor, like, we'll put you in cast for six months. We'll see if it heals. And then, you know, we'll, we'll go from there. And when I had to go back to that, because I wasn't working, mm-hmm. they were paying me to sit at home. Yeah. And I was like, man, when I go back to this, I really hope it's not healed. Yeah. <laughs> and I have to get surgery because that's another eight months. And it ended up happening. Yeah. And over that time was when I figured out how to make a living without working for the cable company. Yeah. So I am always blessed. Of, I think about that injury all the time. Like, that's the no, I wish I could find those guys that robbed you <laughs> and, and they shake you. their hands. The guys that robbed you at gunpoint, and you're like, dude, you changed my fucking life, brother, for the better. I'm telling you, like, I, well, I, it's, it's one thing to like get one, like, getting one over on somebody. I, I remember I was down on my fucking luck. I was like, probably like my early twenties, and man, I probably had, you know, some of it was my own doing. Some of it was just me being, you know, just broke all the time, but. Somebody rear-ended me. It was this, like, sorority girl type in, like, a fucking BMW. And uh, she smashed into me, and she gets out, and she's like, I don't know what to do. My dad's going to be so mad at me, and I'm, I'm in trouble. And I was like, just give me your insurance, man. You rear-ended me is how it works. And I got a check for, like, three grand because I just opted to, like, not <laughs> go to the body shop. And, dude, after that, I was, like, break-checking people. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I got a check for $3,000, and I split it with my mom. And I like fixed my own tail light or whatever, and then after, there was... yeah. Oh, sorry, man. no, it's, it's okay. It's like after that, I was like, I'd be on the freeway, and I was like, man, I could really. I hope somebody hits me, <laughs> and I don't die. Like, I hope I get hit by a truck, but it just kind of fucks me up. That would be nice, like a, a cool twenty grand, you know? Yeah, I think about it now, and it's like, if somehow I had to end up going back to working i there's no way anybody will hire me to work in an office yeah so it's probably right back to the cable company (laughs) for sure i guess and i always picture it i was like i'll just fucking jump off the ladder on the first day (laughs) yeah 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 Yeah. fucking hurt i remember i was in college and i i was uh i was on xanax one time and i almost got hit by a bus and i remember thinking right after i was like man i would have been so rich if that had happened if I had got the bus is going like forty miles an hour, I would have just been fucking paced on the ground. But yeah. in my head, I was like, "Man, if I just the bus probably would have flipped when it hit me, and then it would be like in flames, and I would just walk up to it like, Fuck you, bus!'" With your hand or, out like this, really, like, I would just be screaming on the ground and then dead. But um, I like I like it when people are like, "Man, I just wish I could like get hit by a car or something," you know, get a yeah. settlement. I'm like, that's the worst way to get a settlement, dude. Well, like, <laughs> my buddy got hit by a, he was on his motorcycle and he got hit and he only got like 30 grand and his like yeah. legs permanently fucked up and, 
And so, like, he gave me, like, an insight to it. He's like, I mean, after the medical bills, I only have, like, 30 grand left, and it's not enough to, like, chill out on. And it's like, those big payouts are pretty rare. And uh, yeah. And knowing my well, luck, it's like it would somehow be my fault. <laughs> and, like, I would owe yeah. somebody money, you know? Like, I don't have good luck in that regard. I've met a lot of people over the years. And, and really, when I was roofing and, uh, uh, you know, working, I worked in a warehouse. I, I, built car doors for yeah. a little bit only like six days i was late to work on like the fifth day and the guy was like you can't well they made us do calisthenics <laughs> first of all <laughs> wait what Bef like yeah, before so you, you would yeah you had to get to work 15 minutes early the shift started at seven you needed to get there at 6 45 and then do 15 minutes of calisthenics they would like guide you through it you know do some jumping jacks and you know kind of run in place or whatever and i hated it and i i i most of the time kind of would just stand there yeah and hope they just like felt but like i realized like the way i was like 115 pounds so like the way they don't look at me the way that they look at one of those big burly a guy named like Big Mike that like works, you know, that's been working there for fifty years, and he's somehow only thirty, you know, like it's just, yeah, yeah. And so they're like, "You need to jump! Like you're not just going to stand there. You need to jump." So then, when I finally started doing the workouts, I was late to work. Yeah. One day, six minutes maybe, and the guy was like, "You can't keep coming in late like that." And I just turned around and walked back out and went home. I was like, "I can't fucking do this." But like, I've known so many people that have told me stories about like trying to figure out how to injure themselves yeah. to get workers comp. And it's just so against like what we are as people yeah. that I, I think most people just chicken out. Like nobody is going to break their hand on purpose. It's just, it, it, I mean, somebody does, yeah. but it seems like really hard or like, I've thought about this. Like, if you had a job with a saw, what if you just oh, sliced dude. the top hey, of your thumb off? Doesn't work. Dude, <laughs> I have had so many saw injuries. And the thing is, in Texas, you have to be um, out of work for at least 10 business days before you get any compensation <laughs> other than, like, medical. So, like, I remember one time I've got a few pretty good ones, and I cut, like, I don't know how many stitches it was. It wasn't that many, probably eight or so. But I basically cut down to the knuckle along the whole knuckle. Went in, um, and they were like, they, uh, they were like, all right, well, you got to fill out some paperwork before we can treat you since it's for workers' comp. And I was like, well, it's my right hand, and it's kind of just all open right now. There's a big hole in it. <laughs> there's a big hole I'm, I'm coming here for the big hole that's in my hand if that's cool yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're like yeah you're just gonna have a big hole till you do this paperwork and so I was like trying to do paperwork but it like reopened so there was just blood all over the paper <laughs> and then I just handed it to her I was like here you go this is what you this is what you wanted How and then they wrapped my hand up completely and they said oh wait before we got the bleeding to stop but you have to sign another thing before we can treat you to sign a release or whatever I was like I'm right handed so they unwrap me, I sign it, burst open again, they have to rewrap it again. And then they're like, all right, so you don't get any money, but you don't have to pay for the doctor. So that's good. <laughs> how did you, I, I, I'm curious to, for both of you to know this, like how did you work the drug test? 
uh, after like the injury because I the way I did it was and this was just lucky for me yeah. it, it 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 was because of the way it happened. I went into work and said, I'm fucking traumatized. You know what I mean? I'm, yeah. I'm freaking out. I think I'm okay, but I got to go home and, you know, think for myself. And then went to the doctor after I got home. So then it was too late for them to drug test me. Yeah. Because I had already gone home, kind of left, mm -hmm. you know. So the manager would have gotten in trouble for not getting yeah, me into yeah. the drug test. So I that's how I worked it. But, like, that's the fucking major thing that sucks is like at a lot of jobs if you fucking get injured you have to take a drug test yeah. and that's like the last thing i wanted to be doing well like for me most of my jobs that were shitty were restaurant gigs and when i worked at the like when i did roofing it was for like a family friends or it was like home remodeling like i painted the inside and outside of houses and then we did like some roofing stuff it was for a family friend and he was a pill head and it was like don't get injured because we are really they're not even con I don't even think they were like legally contracted as an LLC. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it was my yeah. my mom's best friend's husband. And he was like, I'll pay you four hundred dollars a week to sit on like a hot roof and staple shit and not die. But for like in kitchens and stuff, when you would get like burned or you'd cut your hand, if it wasn't like going to bleed into food, they would just be like, keep going. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it never really like my dad, though. That motherfucker, he would wear boots with high socks year-round because in that sock was fake piss, and in that boot ah. was a fake dick. <laughs> and he would, like, he always, like, I, I remember when I was younger, he would come home, like, middle of the day in his coveralls, and he's like, man, they just, they just laid, they were laying motherfuckers off all day. And my mom would be like, they just hired you, like, two weeks ago. And he's like, yeah. Business, I guess, ain't going that good. <laughs> and, and she's like, uh, "Did they? Because did, they would do random piss tests in the plants." And she's like, "Do you piss hot?" And he's like, "Nope, didn't piss hot at all. I, I don't even know what you're talking about." And then, like six months later, same thing. And but he he did the the fake piss thing, and I think it had like a fifty to sixty percent success rate. Yeah. And I never, I I got drug tested several times as an entrance to get a job, but it was always random afterwards and it was just i just had luck of the draw like there were times that i like um play like was playing it close to the chest and just gambled and just pissed clean but uh mm -hmm. you know i never had any my dad was the one that was like in his yeah glove compartment and in his boots were like six ounces of fake piss at all times because he just you know like if he I, if he showed up and like drove the forklift a little fucked up they were like all right you know i looked into that fake piss yeah and, like, what I ended up finding out was, like, which this is a great business idea if anybody wants, to, like, a subscription service. Because what I ended up finding out was, like, yes, right now I could Google what fake piss would get me a job. And I can buy that and go do it. But the drug testing companies are constantly, yeah. like, figuring out what the fake piss is. Yeah. So you have to sort of, like, you can't have, like... And maybe in the past it was different, but you can't just 
have one fake universal piss, fake like one piss, condom yeah. you carry in your wallet yeah. or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work. Another but thing if is you could do a subscription. If mm. you could do a subscription and send somebody fake piss every month or <laughs> even clean piss, yeah, I think there's money in that. Yeah, no, no, that's not a bad idea. Or, or the other that? hard thing is uh, the temperature tests. Yeah, yeah, are newer. Um, which I, the, the fake stuff, I'm sure some of it works, but my issue with it, it just doesn't taste quite right. You know. <laughs> Um, and the same usually, yeah, scent. usually they'll put it in a little shot glass and they'll take it out back, and that's when you fail. <laughs> they don't even see what's in there. There's like ah, a little Jameson in this batch, I think. <laughs> they uh, it's my- crazy. I had a I had a buddy one time that he really wanted this job that paid like a lot of money, and uh, but he we I mean from the age of twelve till to this day, I did drugs every day. It, it, me and my friends did drugs every yeah. fucking day. Yeah. And like he, he we're 16, he's like I'm going to go get this job and his strategy was one of the funniest strategies I've ever heard. First, he drank a whole glass of vinegar, okay, before <laughs> he left the house. Okay. And and then when he got there, and I was with him. I don't know why he brought me with him to the drug yeah. test, but I was there. And his strategy there was to just tell him he doesn't have to pee. So <laughs> this guy yeah, yeah, yeah. walking around the piss test place for 45 minutes because they're like, well, you're not going to fucking leave till you pee. Y- yeah, yeah. And he ended up failing. Of course. But, uh, the the vinegar and then pretending not to have to pee while you probably really have to pee. Because that's the other thing, right? You 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 drink as much the the only real decent way to do it like in the late 90s was basically just drink as much water like as you can. Azios and, and like try uh, to like hyper yeah, hyperhydrate or whatever. I, yeah. I remember when I was a kid. I, I okay, so I didn't know until I was a teenager. I was probably like nine or ten, and I was going through my when I would stay with my dad on the weekends. Uh, like my like socks and underwear and like my little kid clothes were like in the same drawers as as like his stuff. So he lived with, he had lived with his mom and had like one dresser, like you know, bachelor pad or whatever, with just in his mom's place. And um, I was rooting around in there, and I found. Uh, I like a like a it looks like stuff that you'd have vitamins in. it's like a pouch like a tinfoil pouch and it had a lady standing on it squatting and it said like uh, like piss play or something and I was like what is this and I later found out that a lot of fake pee that like drug addicts use is for piss kink like they they yeah. have like fake pee at head shops that's like you know pass this or like pass plus or whatever. But in a back in the day, like if you wanted fake piss to pass a drug test, you would buy like piss kink stuff. <laughs> and so like, remember I got older, I was a teenager. I was like, hey man, I gotta ask you a question. He was like, what? And I was like, when I was a kid, man, I was fucking around in your drawers trying to find some socks or something, and I found a tinfoil bag of of piss kink stuff. And he was like, oh god damn it! <laughs> and I was like, what's up with that, man? And he was like, oh man, I fucking I don't do that shit. You know, at the head shop over there, the Bazaar Bazaar over there on South Houston, uh, the only fake piss they had were for people like to drink piss and get peed on. But I needed it to, <laughs> to get a job, so, I mean, I just had to get it. And I had bags of it, and your grandma found it one day and fucking started praying and shit. <laughs> just like, it cracked me up because I was like, imagine explaining to your mom as like a mid-30s man with a kid, hey, mom, I'm not into piss kink. 
I just love smoking crack <laughs> like a whole bunch. <laughs> I love it so much. I can't stop doing it. And so I have to use this <laughs> when I go to the courthouse so I can like not go back to jail and keep a job or whatever the fuck. Role models for uh, young men. Um, I thank you. That is what's wrong with all. Of <laughs> That's what's wrong that with us. <laughs> our parents were yeah. idiots. My dad. My parents were not. My dad didn't like do drugs or anything, but he was uh, like one of the dumbest men in the world <laughs> when it came to like money. Yeah, because they like they were making from what I could tell, they were making very good money, but. For some reason, we live in this really shitty, like, white working class neighborhood. But my parents, like, didn't want to think of themselves as, like, working class. Yeah, yeah. So they would go by, like, <laughs> it's, it was, the way that they lived was, like, the really white trash version of uh, what you think a rich person is. So they got, like, a Chrysler Sebring. Yep. <laughs> and they were, like, super proud of it. Yeah. And I remember... Uh, uh, one time they were like, uh, you know, you got to be careful when you get one of these convertibles because poor people will get jealous and and cut the rag top. And I, I, re I just remember being like, then why do you have a rag top? Like, what's the <laughs> freaking point of my, my, if it's going to get cut? My mom rewrites like our own history. We grew up kind of like she had me at 16. So like we like know a lot about each other. Like we have a, you know, like we're just very close in that way and i'll be like talking to my girlfriend we're all hanging out or whatever and i'm like yeah you know it's pretty tough like trailer park years were, were pretty shitty and you know we're just white trash my mom was like we were not white trash you're exaggerating <laughs> and i was like mom you got knocked up by like a 25 year old rig welder <laughs> and then we moved into a trailer park after we lived with your mom and i slept on the couch for the first few five years of my life and then we just couldn't afford to live in a trailer <laughs> like anymore. Like what? A, what about she's like, no, that's not what happened. And I was like, OK, then what happened? And she was like, your dad spent all the rent money on steel reserve. <laughs> and then I'm like, OK, so like, what are we like? What are we talking about? And I think it's like maybe like, you know, like it's that poverty shame that a lot of people have because it's like poverty. Like to live in poverty isn't a shameful thing. But in the U.S., like the culture of it, it's, it is. So a lot of people end up like brainwashed in that way where they're like, no, you know, we, we had it hard. There were hard times, but, you know, we were never poor. It's like, what are you talking about? Like we had hamburger helper with no hamburger. We just had helper like that. Like we would just, yeah. it's just pasta and the, and the cheese dust. Like that was, you know, lunch, breakfast, lunch and dinner. I mean, everybody I know that like sort of is doing well for themselves as adults or whatever has like the people I grew up with has like six or seven meals that they're just never going to eat again. Yeah. Like I, I do, I have a friend who won't eat pancakes Yeah, because they would have pancakes for dinner. Yeah. Like three times a week. Yeah. And it's like, I just don't want to, uh, my parents had a thing called hooch that was, um, macro craft macaroni and cheese. And then they would put uh tomato tomato soup and uh ground beef hell yeah in it and just mix it all together and that was like big dinner for us. the one that we had that was like it's the it's the quintessential like your life is over at nine meal and it's the craft macaroni and cheese with cut up hot dogs in it like that was like yeah. the 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 like you just kind of knew in fifth grade that you weren't like your friends who like maybe had an above ground pool <laughs> like you just there was a yeah. difference between you and like 
your dad's friend, Mister Mr. Eric, and Mister Eric drove of a Ford King Ranch. And they had an in-ground pool, and and Mr. Eric's wife, your friend's mom, she did yoga, and like you know, and and you would go over there, and they had a big tube TV before the flat screens, the one with like the six hundred pound back, and you'd play all the games, and then your mom would come pick you up, and you're like, I want to live at Mr. Eric's house, because <laughs> you know, I, I, like <laughs> I joked with Thomas when we first started doing this show, I became a class trader when I was like eight years old because I I had friends whose families were like. Not well off. I thought they were like millionaires because they had like above ground pools, and uh, we had one actually growing that's up. Cr- that's uh, funny. But my parents had five kids. Yeah, yeah. It's it, so like it's cheaper to buy th- something like a above ground pool than it is to say go on vacation. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> but in my mind, like I would, I rem- I was like thinking I was a kid and and I, I saw an above ground pool and I was like, uh huh. Now we're talking. And then I saw an in ground pool for the first time. <laughs> and my friend with the above ground pool would invite me over and I'd be like, no, we should go hang out at Mitch's house. <laughs> it's like His a fourth grader. Better. And he's like, oh, why? And I'm like, Mitch's pool doesn't it's it's in the ground. Have you seen that shit? Mitch has a diving board. You broke motherfucker. Like and I'm like, but dude, at my house, no pool. Not e- above or in, no, nothing. <laughs> nothing to eat. <laughs> like I, yeah, fucking digging through cabinets. Yeah, to find some sort of a snack, yeah. and like finding yourself like sucking on bouillon cubes and eating baker's <laughs> yeah, yeah. chocolate. I'm having like my lunch would be like, like you're having saltine crackers with Tony Saturies on it, and you're like, man, this is <laughs> yummy. <laughs> this is a fucking. I grew up with a guy. Uh, who his parents were never around i, I assume because they were working and he was like he 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 told me like be, before the language he like he hacked yeah okay uh making a snack right like he's mm-hmm. just like i got something i got this all figured out you guys are gonna fucking love this we're <laughs> over his house we're all hungry and he goes uh i i got it you're, you're gonna love this he fucking took elbow macaroni and dumped it on a baking sheet and then poured salt on it and then just baked it in the oven for like 15 minutes and then pulled it out and he's eating it and he's like tastes like pretzels you guys will love this and it didn't taste like pretzels maybe one of the worst snacks i've ever seen but it's like you gotta fucking i i guess if the all that's in the house yeah. is like elbow like i won't buy you guys have definitely had this do you know the carl budig um carl budig lunch meat the stuff it comes in like yes. almost a, yeah. a pouch yeah. and it's like fucking 35 cents for a big pile of meat mm-hmm. my grandma would feed it, <laughs> it to us all the time now. yeah yeah it's that that stuff i will never ever ever touch that that's my class trader yeah. thing it's like i'll fucking never ever i don't care how poor I, i'll just die of starvation yeah, I, before i eat that shit again i remember one time uh asking if we could go get ice cream and my dad was like oh we've got plenty of rice you ever had sugar rice <laughs> and i was like sugar rice what's that and he was like you put sugar on rice and it's just like ice cream and i was like Okay, I'll try it, you know. Already calling bullshit at like six years old. I'm like, sugar rice fucking sucks. There's no way this is good. <laughs> Fuck sugar rice. I fucking hate my broke ass dad. This shit sucks. <laughs> anyway, I make sugar rice. Guess what? That shit fucking sucks ass. It's so shit bad. stupid. I, dude, I remember hating my family so much for being broke. 
being like, dude, I wish these motherfuckers were dead and I lived in a fucking palace yeah. with a bunch of, I don't know, Asian dudes or something, yeah, like yeah. living it up. Dude, like, I remember my mom couldn't buy marshmallows because we would eat them all within like 20 minutes of her getting home. <laughs> we would yeah. just fucking go, dude, I would, I would stay up till like three in the morning as a little kid. If we got a two liter of like Big Red or Dr. Pepper, and I would go downstairs and I'd drink like half of it just yeah. while everybody was asleep. Yeah, yeah, to get yours. Yeah, to, yeah, <laughs> to yeah. get yours. It's yeah, like, yeah. it's like, you know, the lions go first. Yeah. Then the hyenas, and I was one of the crows. You know, yeah. I had to wait till the main feast was over. I, I remember being 13, and like my parents would buy themselves soda, but they wouldn't buy it for us <laughs> because it's like too expensive. Yeah. To get five kids enough mm-hmm. that it won't, because you don't drink, we didn't drink water. Yeah, we didn't either. We Dr. Up. Pepper, well, off yeah. brand, it was Dr. Shasta, Dr. K or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Thunder. Yeah, Dr. Thunder, yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, I remember sneaking fucking frescas when I was 13 years old. I was like, there's not a 13, like I think about it now, I have an 18 year old daughter. There's not a 13 year old kid in the world that would want a fucking fresco. Like a Mormon kid, like, you're like sneaking sodas, you're like, I'm so bad. <laughs> That's, it's funny that you brought up the marshmallow thing because like I had the same thing. My parents did the same thing with cereal. It's like every now and then they'd be like, I'm going to buy Fruity Pebbles or uh, Apple Jacks. And then it just in the end, it was like, we can't buy any of that stuff. We're just going to it's going to be cornflakes because you guys don't like cornflakes. So you won't go through it in one day. <laughs> did you guys ever eat raw oats? No, I, no, I never got we never did I, that shit. I remember this one kid who I, f- I fucking hated his guts. It was in Sunday school, but he told me he ate raw oats, and I was like, dude, you fucking suck. This is an awful thing to do. <laughs> I went home, and I ate a bunch of raw oats because I was like, he was like, yeah, it's like sugar, basically. It's like eating a cookie, but without the, no. it's not together, and it wasn't. It's like wood. I think I, had, I think I had diarrhea pretty bad after that because it was just like. It's like eating wood. You know, you're eating, yeah, you're eating like a pig, like you know. sawdust. Yeah, like a, a chicken or something. Yeah, yeah. You're eating, yeah, 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 yeah you're, that shit sucks. You're eating like, po- like polyboard, like the shit that they make like Chinese furniture out of. I remember <laughs> the, the, the time that I thought like shit had changed for the better. We, I, I, we went, there was like a school trip to France that I ended up going on. And this is how I learned about payday loans. I went to my mom when I was like 17. And I was like, Mom, the school's going to, to France and I really want to go because I'd take like one year of French and she was like, and I was like, it's only like $2,000. <laughs> she was like, Ooh. she was like, um, all right, well, let me, you know. And then I, I knew it was going to be a no. And then it ended up being a yes. And I ended up going. And I like forever was like, how did we, how did, how did this, how did this happen? Because they were like always, always talking about bills and money was super tight. And then I found out about speedy cash, like payday yeah. loans. Checks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I and Trust me. I'm the king. Me of that too, shit. dude. Like my mom was like, like, like I got older and she was like, uh, you know, she told me about like, oh, like you can go in there and you can be like, can I have a thousand dollars? And they're like, oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. You're going to pay me four hundred dollars a month for the rest of your life. <laughs> like, yeah. like. <laughs> That's the catch. And at the time she was like, I don't and, and got like fucking God bless her for it. She's like, I don't want to tell my son. No, he wants to go on this fucking trip. And my mom never got to leave the country. So she was like, I want, you know, and um, and so she told me, though, never get them. And dude, I avoided them like the plague until like 24. And I didn't have money for rent and I didn't have money for bills. I didn't have money for my car payment. I had maybe five bucks in my checking account. And um, 
I, and I was like, there's no way they're going to give me money because I didn't have any income. I was bouncing at a bar part time. And then at night I was like taking up like two restaurant shifts a week at this fucking like dead end restaurant that had like no customers making no money. And, um, I walk in and I was like, Hey, uh, I'm looking to get a loan. And the lady was like, absolutely. Just step right up. And on the big sign by the window, it says we like, it gives you all the fucking terms and conditions. And in little print at the bottom, it says how much interest they charge. It's between 400 and 600%. And, uh, and I was, she was like, how much money do you need? And I was like, um, $2,000. And she was like, we can do that. How much money do you make a, a month? And I was like, $1,500 or something great. You know? And she was like, we can 100% do that. And I just signed and she gave me the cash and I walked out with it. And that is like picking up a smoking habit. It, it is. Cause in a way, cause it is, it, you will do that now mm-hmm, yeah. every two weeks for the next five. I think I did it for 10 yeah, years. No, I, I think I was in that cycle for at least 10 That's years. how my mom was. And I got like, the, I, I kind of, here's the thing I started doing. And the reason I had to stop doing getting payday loans, I would open up a new bank account every six months. Because what they do is they auto-draft you and draw you negative. But if you close that account and open up a new bank account, they can't, and they have to send you to collections, and then they try to sue you. So I think I opened up like four new credit union accounts inside six months, and I started to look a little suspicious. Because I'm just like getting a new bank account every fucking three weeks because I like, I just basically tried to, I robbed this company for like three grand. And, you know, (laughs) like, I mean... You're more responsible than a lot of people in my life who went to a different payday advance place to pay the one yeah. that they just took it out and it just started to it then becomes like, well, you're my new yeah. payday advance place. Exactly. I yeah. Guess. Well, I can't like it's the worst deal. I, I actually went in to cash a check once at a speedy cash in Austin and I guess they flag people. I don't know. I mean, I'd never heard of this. But I went in there and she was like, oh, you have a balance with us of 1700 and something dollars. How would you like to pay that today? I just walked out the door. <laughs> like, I, just, I, I, the yeah, I was afraid because, you know, how they're locked up like banks because people try to rob them. So, like, I was I was sure in my mind that like three bars were going to drop from the ceiling <laughs> like in front of the door. It's just like sirens start going off and shit. Fucking SWAT shows up. But, yeah, I, I tell people who've asked me because I've talked about it on the podcast and like on Twitter and shit. Like, hey, what did you do about your credit cards and your payday loans? I was like, I just didn't pay them. Like, I just yeah. don't. You just don't pay that. And they're like, what about your credit? And I'm like, fuck credit. Get in an apartment and then don't move for a little bit if you can. <laughs> like, if you can avoid it. And yeah. then, like, it, buy beaters for the rest of your life. And then, then, in like, five years, that shit drops off. Just, you know, wait it out or whatever the fuck, you know. The saddest thing about the payday advance thing is, like, the 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 like I could write like a, a sad movie about the uh, getting your tax return yeah at the beginning of the year and saying like I'm gonna pay this thing off and I'm never getting a payday yep. advance mm-hmm. again and then by March you're oh like, you have six well <laughs> yeah you, yeah 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 <laughs> that was dude those things I I did like a college project on them and I went around and talked to like uh like. Uh, a couple lobbyists who work for uh, that industry and they were like, well, how like there's a there's a a right wing think tank in downtown Austin called Texas Public Policy Foundation. And I talked to some kid who I think interned there. I don't know. He was maybe a little bit older than me in his mid 20s at the time for this paper I was working on. And he 
drank the Kool-Aid, dude. He was like, well, how else do you expect poor people to pay their bills? Are you saying poor people shouldn't be able to pay their bills? And I was like, no, I just don't think you guys should fuck them in their ass. <laughs> like, like, I don't think you guys should, like, you know, torture them every day. Uh, I mean, like, I'm not saying, you know, I just think that maybe you and all those guys should die. Like, that's all. I mean, I guess that is what I'm <laughs> like. I guess I kind of I'm saying that you should be killed by the state <laughs> like like a firing. In Ohio, in Ohio, it's a it's like tight, almost like sort of tightly regulated. Really? So you can't get an extension on them. So you have to pay it in two weeks. Oh, okay. Like there isn't, there is no extension. You're not allowed to get. So like you could never even hustle your way out. Yeah. Of of this thing because it, it's just like I don't, I don't. I've heard the same argument. Like, how are people supposed to get money? And it's like I don't know. Maybe there should be a place. Yeah. That they could go to get back on track if something bad right, happens. Right. I don't fucking have. Yeah, answers, yeah. I'm not a politician. But these aren't the places. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the answer is called a Roth IRA, and a lot of poor people could benefit from setting that up earlier in their life. So you know, when you're reaching retirement age, you don't have to worry so much about it. You know, dude. It it I also- it goes to show like it shows how <laughs> st- stupid. <laughs> It shows how dumb I am because the uh, the payroll lady or somebody at work, when I got onboarded, she was like, so how would you like to work your contributions? And I was like, uh, what? And she was like, you know, you're Roth. And I was like, I don't want to tell this lady to her face. Hey, before this, I kind of just like sold weed and like did odd jobs. <laughs> Like I had, I've had two legitimate like jobs before this one. I guess if you call them office gigs, but that was mostly for beer money, and I made like fifteen bucks an hour. And but in my head, so I started like to lie. I was like, hmm, my Roth, good question. What would you recommend, fine lady? Like, like I'm trying to get her to like feed me info. She was like, well, you know, standard contributions three to six, and we match up to five. And I was like, hmm, this sounds good to me. Uh, how about you set that up and I don't provide any feedback that would let you know that up until like three years ago, I was just kind of like eating Vicodin and like working at the store. Like I just like, I wasn't doing anything, you know? <laughs> well, that's like the cable company was so fucking like, I, I was such an idiot back then that like, I didn't even get a 401k. And they would be like, it's open enrollment. And I'd be like, I don't even fucking know what that yeah. means. <laughs> yeah. It's the same. So, like, I would just, I, but I would say, I, I would always say, well, I need the money. Like, yeah, now, yeah, yeah. Not in 60 yeah. years. I, I don't fucking know what I'm going to yeah, do. Yeah, I might kill myself, but you know. Then, <laughs> like, uh, yeah. I'm, pr- I'm planning to die. You know, I smoke cigarettes and eat fucking gas station food <laughs> most of the time. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, and, and I'm popping pills constantly. So, but then, like, you would be, I'd be in these, like, insurance meetings where they were telling us about our insurance. Yeah. And I swear to you, I, I might as well have been like a dog yeah. in there <laughs> yeah. because I just would sit there and be like, how much money are you going to take? Like, you're just going to take whatever it is out of my paycheck. So, why are you telling yeah. me about it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, all that stuff to me is like, why are you telling me? That? Yeah. I don't have a choice. You're just going to fucking take it. Just take it. Just make sure I have insurance. Yeah, yeah. That would be yeah. great. If I just have insurance, I'll be happy. Yeah. And then you get it and it's like you go to the doctor and they're like, you're not in our network. And you're like, oh, oh, oh okay. Shit. Who is in my network? And then the lady like tells you to call the insurance and you call it. I've had shitty insurance where like 
the only doctor in my network, I Google him and he has like 500 one-star reviews and his name's doctor like I'm gonna kill you <laughs> like, it's just like doctor fucker and uh, his like picture on like the med board website is just like of the devil and it's like oh this guy's in my okay <laughs> I guess I just won't go to the doctor then you know yeah we had one around here that uh, he, he, he'd charge you 20 bucks which is like he would just charge you 20 bucks to come in and he would be like, here's, here's some free samples of medicine and yeah. you know, whatever he had on hand and you would just leave. And I, I did that for a, for a fucking yeah. long time. But like, I think the hardest one is the dentist. Cause I don't understand dental insurance. I and I just basically like switch dentists every few mm-hmm. years. And I'm like, well, you know, will you put me out while you do the work? Well, like, will you, that's what I always ask. It's like, will you give me laughing yeah. gas while you do every procedure? And they're like, yes. And I was like, you're the dentist. For me. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have any fucking desire to sit and watch. Like a lot of times they'll like try to sell you the office as like, they let you watch movies. While yeah. You're, Get, they put a they, they put, put a football on, the on or some and they shit. Let you yeah, yeah. It's like, man, I just just fuck me fuck me up. And I I went to <laughs> one this week where they were like, okay, you can get laughing gas, you can get Halcyon, you can even get that stuff Michael Jackson got addicted to the um profanol or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> put you out, and I was like, let's try laughing gas. But in my mind, whenever propofol comes up. I always want to do it. I just, I've only done it like three times in surgery and it's, it's so fucking cool yeah. that like you don't not It's like, it's what it is to be. Yeah. Dead, yeah, yeah. And it's very relaxing. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> that's so funny to, to, to describe like, like the new drug craze sleep sweeping the nation's youth is, is dying. Like It's like, it's like being dead pretty much. When they gave it to me for my wisdom teeth, they were like, all right, we're going to give you the stuff that makes you go to sleep. And, like, I'm an idiot, and in my head, I'm like, hey, man, I used to. Uh-oh. Am I? Is my shit fucked up? Uh, is no. your audio? Sounds like Jake's. What's up? Oh, is it Jake's? Hello? I can't hear Jake's. Yeah, I couldn't hear you there. You cut out. I think your cord's fucked up if I Check. would be troubleshooting. Yeah. You're I, here. I just we can sh- hear you now. Yeah, you're all good now. Huh. That's weird. All right. What? You're good, man. Whatever. We're still but I don't, I don't know if it'll. I don't know if it'll show up on the final version. It's fine. It might. Uh, the propofol is the dream because I have always described my drug habit or, or what I like when you said Xanax earlier. Yes, sir. And that's I like to be <laughs> the, my favorite drugs are ones where I'm ninety percent asleep, like dead, pretty much, and then I'm like ten percent awake, and like that is all I'm shooting for with drugs. When I did the ketamine infusion, oh yeah, uh, I, I I it was incredible. And uh, the lady kept saying, like, uh, we're going to put you deeper in this time. And they did get me to a K-hole by the end yeah. of it. And it was fucking, I can't recommend it enough, especially <laughs> if you have, like, anxiety. But it is, you get to go to a place two times a week for three weeks, and they just fuck That's you up. That's awesome. <laughs> like, yeah, I remember, for an hour. I remember when I got my wisdom teeth out, uh, I woke up, and I was still getting my wisdom teeth out. 
and oh, I just felt something like it was numb, obviously, because you know they fuck you up for it. But I felt something like in the like back here, and I was like, ugh, ugh. like I, I didn't say anything, obviously, but I just remember being like, ugh. There's usually not anything there, you know, and then just hear like didn't have my eyes open, but just hearing somebody be like, "Oh gosh, shit!" Oh, God. and then just out, out for a long time after that. They fucking, oh, shit. fucking dude. Whenever a medical professional says like, "Oh fuck," that's that's not a good sign. Like I I, I uh, scratched my cornea uh, like a year and a half ago or so. And I went into, I drove to the urgent care, and uh, which not recommended. I would not recommend not driving yeah. to an urgent care when you scratched your cornea ten hours ago, and now both your eyes are yellow. Um, anyway, I get in there, and I'm like, "Hey, I think I got something stuck in my eye," <laughs> and they're like, "Okay, what do you think it is?" I was like, "I think it's a big stick in there." <laughs> they're like, "Well, why do you think that?" I was like, "I was using a wood chipper." And um, sort of like a big piece of mulch just kind of kind of went in there, you know? Just so I kind of mm-hmm. feel it. It's in there. Anyway, they're like, okay, no big deal. And I'm like, right, not a big deal. Not Keep in mind, I'm in the worst pain I've been in in my entire <laughs> life. I was in, dude, I was like about to piss my pants. It was so bad. Anyway, I get it out on the table, and uh, they go to take a look at it. And the nurse is like, oh, shit. And I'm like, don't fucking say that when you're looking at my eye. Because <laughs> I'm not so, a car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just be like, oh, that's a good-looking eye. You know, just say some shit like that. Oh, this thing's shiny. Yeah, this is the strongest nice. eye we've ever seen. I, wow, you can probably see so well. <laughs> I was in a, when they put my silver tooth in my head, uh, I was like 14, and uh, the lady... So my dental assistant looked like she was like in her mid-80s, this old white woman. And I thought dental assistants were just like... You know, like like twenty year old, like I don't know, like pre med students who just like needed a job, like I don't know, like whatever. And um, every time this happened, like three times, I'm sitting there, I'm like a teenager. They got me on laughing gas. I'm time in my life, but I can hear, you know, over the under the of the fucking nitrous, I can hear, oh hell, you keep dropping it. And this old bitch had dropped my. This was going in my head. She kept dropping the silver tooth on the ground, and they would have to clean it, sterilize it, and then re-cement the bottom of it. And then that I watched them. I watched her do that to the point where the dentist was like, "Oh, I forget her name. Just call her Gladys because that's an old bitch name." He was like, "Oh, Gladys, you this is the third time." And like, I'm fucking like, do not put that shit. Like, I I'll eat food off the ground, but it goes in my belly. I don't think about it. I don't want something. It runs yeah. through. It like runs Please don't suit. Do think. not use industrial cement to like permanently attach something to my mouth that you just can't stop dropping on the fucking ground and like stepping on and shit. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you? Oh man, it's so. It, it is. I I remember. I got a kidney stone back when I... That's how I got addicted to painkillers. Was I got a kidney stone and I kept going to the... I went to the doctor yeah. and they were like... Uh, they were like, here's fucking 30 Percocets. Also piss through this funnel. And then when you see the stone come out, you know it passed. Well, I was like, I'm not pissing through a fucking funnel. Like, how do you even... Like, I had to go to work. How am I supposed to fucking carry a funnel? <laughs> yeah. With a stream. Like, it doesn't even make sense. But I didn't do it. And then two weeks later, same pain. 
Went back in. Guy was like, carry this funnel around. Here's 30 percent. Yeah. This it was the good old days. It was really like two thousand. Yeah, dude. They, they were just like, here's 30 more percent. They overcorrected. You still got those other ones. They overcorrected, dude, because <laughs> I tore my when I was a teenager, when I started doing jujitsu, uh like three or four months into the I tore my rotator cuff in my labrum. And uh, this was in two thousand and nine. And uh they gave me a fifteen-year-old. Uh, what was it? Uh, Norco. It's not. It's like off-brand. I guess like off-brand Oxy. Yeah. I forget what it is. Vicodin. Yeah, vi- yeah. The I think it's Norco. Yeah, Vicodin. yeah. Off-brand Vicodin. It was the. Um, and my mom was like, "Really?" And they were like, "Yeah, just thirty. He'll be all right, you know." And uh, <laughs> thirty. And I, dude, they gave me thirty fucking five milligram Vicodin. I was like fourteen or fifteen, and my shoulder did fucking hurt bad, dude. And uh, for like two weeks, I was just taking them normally. And then this little voice in my head that was probably the little voice in my dad's head. That was probably the little voice in his dad's head was like, hey, check this shit out, playboy. When you take one, your shoulder doesn't hurt and you get kind of sleepy. Have you ever thought about taking four? <laughs> like, yeah. you know, and then at that point, I was like, dude, this shit rocks. Like, this is awesome. And then now um, you go and you fuck yourself up and they give you tramadol, which is like. It's yeah. dog shit. It's like it's fucking you know. It's just child's play. Like I under I I understand it, oxy ruins lives, but I think that we kind of you know the the golden age is gone for sure. Another one of the funny things you did back in like the two thousands was you go. Uh, uh, I don't think this stuff's working. You call the yeah. doctor like two days later and be like, I don't think this stuff's working. I'm still in a lot of pain. They'd be like, here's 30 Percocet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, here's just an unlimited here's 20, amount. Here's perk, but, here's perk 20. Here's a perk. Dude, those pill mills, holy fucking shit. You want to see the last and final stop on the subway ride that is the human condition? Pill mills. I used to have to go to them um, to get shit for my shoulder when I was a, a teenager, and in in Texas and Florida, you could you could they're barely doctors, like they're some of the most unregulated states for this stuff, and um, I would go in there, dude. There would be people in there like, uh, uh, and they would go up to the fucking counter, and the lady would be like, "Sign this paper here, and here's your insurance here," and the guy would be like, <laughs> like. And you're just sitting there and you're like, I, I'm watching this right now and I'm like, this is scary. I can't wait to go home and eat 10 of these. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I, you're in your mind, you're like, I'm not going to become like him. I'm cool. Like, I'm chilling, you know. My aunt got real sideways yeah. on him. Probably still is. I haven't talked to her in a while. But she got real sideways on him and she was like, uh, uh, they were giving her the patches. Oh, my God. The, yeah, the fentanyl yeah. patches. And they're powered by heat. So she would put the patch on and then lay on the <laughs> and just get fucking lit up, man, all day. And like, um, that's so fucked up, dude. The, the doctor that was prescribing them died. Like after she'd been on oh, them for no. like oh, years, no. she went to the doctor's funeral and she was crying, and the fucking doctor's spouse was like fucking comforting her because she was just like i'm never getting and she had to start going to a yeah. pill mill but yeah that that shit i mean my brother cut one of those patches open and drank it and said that like everything was so fucked up for like he was sitting he said he would move as he would move one mm-hmm. of his limbs 
and then he would feel it move like a couple seconds Th- later, and I was like, "That's getting that's how delauded right was." I would like I would get up to yeah. go because opiates make me have to piss really bad. I don't know if it's like a. I would get up to go piss, and I would stand up, but I wouldn't realize that I had stood up until like there was like a latency delay. Like I would stand up and I'd be like, awesome. oh, I'm standing now. And then I would like pull my penis out. A lot of times I would just piss on my own shoes when I was really fucked up because yeah. I'd pull my penis out and kind of nod off. And then and then I would like relax to piss. And then I'd be like, wow, this is a really long pee. I'd been standing there for like five minutes and I had piss all over my like my feet. And I'm like, dude. Piss. And then at the time, there's this thing. Thomas and I have talked about this a little bit. There's this thing in your mind where you're like, I'm just partying. You know what I mean? Like, you're like, I'm not like one of those guys. I'm just partying. You know, like, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not a fucking pillhead. Those guys are sh- pieces of shit. Me. Yeah, you're hanging out with one friend. Yeah. And you're like, dude, I'm fucking. <laughs> I'm a social guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, you're, you. I'm better than him, too. I'm like better yeah. than him. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, yeah, I'm not Todd. Todd's a fucking. Todd's had six jobs in the last three months. You know how many jobs I've had in the last three months? Four. <laughs> like Todd's a fucking loser, dude. I can hold down a goddamn job. Yeah, I'm, I'm way cooler than my, my one friend. He's a pedophile. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You're always like you're always comparing yourself. Like it's the same thing with cigarettes when you smoke them and you're like I should quit. I'm just a social smoker. I should quit smoking cigarettes. Yeah. And then you're like, but I don't smoke 3 packs a day like that guy. It's like, well you sh- should I mean one pack is still a lot of yeah. cigarettes to smoke per well, I used day. To, but I used uh, to do that shit with my own dad. Where like when I when I got really bad, I was like, well, you know, at least I I put I would put the bar on the floor for myself. Where I was like, well, at least I didn't yeah. knock up a teenager and then uh, get addicted to crack cocaine, you know. And then well, it's like, yeah, you shouldn't my, do that. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, you don't want to do that. <laughs> that. My rehab, I, I'll tell you this. I don't know where, I, if my daughter, if I didn't have a kid, I don't know when I would have gone to rehab. I think about it all the fucking yeah. time. I'm like, she was like, less than a year old and you're like getting fucked up and you look and you're if you're like a normal person you look and you're like i don't think i should yeah be doing this with this thing kid yeah, around yeah, this person yeah but like i think about it all the time like what happens like what is the thing that happens that makes me go to rehab if i don't have yeah a yeah yeah <laughs> And I have no fucking idea because I was not looking to go to rehab when I went. I only went because it just felt like, I guess, the right thing to do. And I still hate that yeah. I went. I would love to be just popping pills. I, I, I love pop. I think opiates are opiates and Xanax are the two that just I love them so much. That's why they're addictive because they're so loving. Because they're too good. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yes. it's like if you ask LeBron James to stop playing basketball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, you know this thing you love and you're good at not dying so far at it too? You just got to <laughs> hang up. You got to fucking hang up the towel. And it's like, I mean, you saw Muhammad Ali get a little shaky in his last few fights. People didn't tell him to sit down. Yeah. You know? No. Yes. The, the, Thomas and I have joked about like the rehab recovery sober guy who's like, Hey, listen, brother. Your worst day, your best day clean is better than, yeah. or whatever. Sorry, your your best day using is is uh, whatever than your like your worst day cleaner is worse than your worst day cleaner, whatever. Like 
you know what's better than heroin, man? Getting a, a 10K run in and because cause you get that runner's high. And some guys have to lie to themselves like that to stay away from that shit. But it's a fucking lie at the end of the day. Like, I've hiked a fucking mountain and I've done fucking morphine. A mountain is pretty yeah. cool. Do not get me wrong, man. You get up that you get up to the summit and you see the shit and it's snow capped and there's fucking goats and deers are bugling and shit and eagles soaring. There's little bugs on the ground and you're like, fuck, I did this. It pales in comparison to getting into a pair of pajamas that have blown out nut like stitches. And taking fucking four 10 milligram Vicodin and turning on the Simpsons and being like that for like three years. <laughs> like it's not the same at all, dude. It's not. No, I got kicked out of rehab <laughs> when I went. I was outpatient, but they ended up just kicking me out and saying, please don't come back. But it was it sucks because it, I would love it to be like a really cool story. But it was like uh, they were doing the 12. Yeah, steps. no, fuck that. And uh, there's the step about a higher yeah. power. And I, this is 2000, I think, six or seven. And it's just full on religious yeah, yeah. of uh, being yeah. an atheist. So I was like, I will not have a higher power. And then uh, they they made me go to AA mm-hmm. meetings, yeah. which I, I went to one by my house. And I went to three AA meetings by my house. And at every single one of them, two people people fought yeah there was a no fight at every one of them and it was just like this doesn't seem like as healthy for me to be yeah. hanging around either because my mom's a super my mom's like a super a yeah 12 like, stepper yeah all all yeah. the shit and i just that shit's i mean i'm glad it helped some people but it it just and i'm not clean either that's the thing with me it's like i look at like things like I look at it like, well, I can do weed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Or I can, I can, if I drank, I could drink or whatever. I, I, my opinion is like, you know, in moderation, when I was on tour, I would pop painkillers if somebody gave them to, you know, when you walk off stage, sometimes people will give you Xanax or Vicodin or something like that. And I would take them then. I didn't have any fucking problem doing that. And then just going home and not doing them. So I just I don't believe in that fucking abstinence thing unless you you're just a person who is prone to like because there are people I'm that the, are like see, prone to just destroy. That's how that's lives, how I am. Like I, that that's the thing is is like I tried when I was like trying to quote unquote like when I was because my shit was coke and opiates and I quit doing opiates and I kept doing coke and I tried to be like a weekend cocaine guy. Or just a cool guy that does cocaine and then like hangs out on the weekend. And then like Sunday would roll around and the coke's gone and I got to be at work tomorrow. And I'm like, you know what sounds really cool? If I did cocaine tomorrow, <laughs> it, it just doesn't work that way. Like w- cocaine is one of those things. that's like, good luck, you know, like good luck, you know. That's how I got bad on painkillers. That's actually how it happened was, ah, oh, yeah, I'll just do painkillers on Friday and mm-hmm. Saturday. I'll just do painkillers on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Sunday's still technically a weekend. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Now I'll, I'm just going to do painkillers on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, because Thursday is ladies' night at a lot of bars, which is a night that people actually party. <laughs> and you just yeah. keep figuring out a way to make another day the weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wednesday's Wine Wednesday at the bar I like to go to, and I ain't going to drink wine unless I've had at least a couple Xanax, you know. 
And uh, <laughs> it's a yeah, it's hump day. I mean, that's kind of a holiday. And Tuesday's the worst day of the week because it's the furthest from the weekend, and you don't. And it's but it's also too far from Sunday. Your last time you had a good time. So I got to get fucked up on Tuesday and Monday. I'm hungover, so I got to get fucked. And then by then, yeah, you're at seven days a week. But then you're still like, hey, I'm good. <laughs> like you know, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm party. I'm a cool you know, f- whatever. I have a reason for each one I'm <laughs> taking. Okay, and then you're fucking. I remember standing in my living room, fucking uh, uh, chopping like chop i didn't like snorting stuff so i would fucking crush vicodin and then pour them into my mouth without water or anything like i chewed i was chewing fucking pills near the end of it to get them to work faster and enjoying the flavor of pills like saying like they should make gum that tastes like pills (laughs) you're treating it like a like a pinot grigio you're like oh these yellow the yellow vicodins have an oaky like like a buttery sort of like flavor or whatever Hmm, you know these aged in the back of my levi's for six weeks and it gave them like kind of a um a whiskey barrel type you know fucking a note of ginger uh in the end it's chasing them down that that got me out it was just like people specifically with coke i think and with opiates like the drug dealers for that stuff are truly the worst people to deal with because they know you're not gonna fucking give up (laughs) so they're just like yeah yeah (laughs) they know that you're not quitting dude (laughs) yeah and well and yeah and so they can you know, run you through the ringer all fucking day. Yeah, I'll, I'll be ready in yeah, two yeah. hours. I'll be ready yeah. in two hours. And then you're just like, fuck, I'm almost off work. Because I would pick him up in my work van. Fuck, I'm almost off work and he's yeah. not done. Maybe I could pick up an extra job or something yeah. like that. And then, like, I'd end up getting to pick him up. But it was just like, weed dealers are infinitely more accommodating sure. it's because weed. because you're not yeah, addicted yeah. to it you're yeah and you're not addicted to it so they're just like oh you might really yeah, give yeah. up so. yeah that shit's fucking yeah, god damn well i don't i uh i appreciate you coming on i don't want to don't want to keep you yeah, thanks for coming on um, man um guys it was yeah, so fun I good, yeah, this I, I i i'm gonna bring you guys over on to i i i told thomas uh Basically, I'm doing a mini-series in about a month called called Welcome to My TED Talk. And what it is is... I'm going. We're going to be. I'm going to be reviewing a, a half hour of TED and TED <laughs> Two with different people every week. So somebody will be watching the second half hour of okay. TED and only reviewing that Hell half yeah. hour. So I want to have you guys come over and record. I would love one of that. the episodes about TED or that, TED Two movies sick. I've that's never sick. seen. So if you're Ted fans, <laughs> I, I haven't just, seen him either. So be you know too too fresh, too fresh. Sets sets fresh. I think I saw the first one when I was in high school. So I we I, but Ted two, that's a new one for me. I am, <laughs> I I figured out that what earns me money, which is, I is people perceiving that I'm miserable. Then they'll be like, oh, I gotta pay this guy <laughs> money because it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I watched like all of. I started with a scary movie and watched all of the yeah, that's like yeah. disaster movie superhero. I watched all those and people were like, I fucking love that show you did where you watched all the uh, really bad fucking yeah. movies. <laughs> and it's like I didn't like <laughs> yeah. getting there, but yeah, we have a version. Yeah, of, it's uh, we have a version fun. of that kind of. It's it's like the show like. People are like, 
We'll think we put out the worst piece of dog shit ever published by a podcast ever. Because it's just us basically like half asleep being like, what if there was a god that everyone worshipped and his name was Beeple, Beeple, uh, Pussy, Pussy, Pussy Man. And he had <laughs> Tourette's and HIV. And then Thomas is like, yeah, what if I... And then like we do that for an hour and a half and then I'll get a DM that was like, almost crashed the work truck. <laughs> because, And I'm like, I, I thought that was the worst, most unfunny piece of shit. Um, what is the name of your show? Did you want to? Did you want to plug it for... Okay, so by and I think by the end of next week, my new free feed will come out, and it is called Guys, a podcast about guys. And uh, I'm basically just going to talk. I'm going to introduce a different person to a different guy every week or type of guy. The first episode will be with Mike Hale from Your Kickstarter okay. Sucks, uh, Dog Boner, on, and uh, Chris James, and we are looking at nasty, horny porno guys. <laughs> okay. Where, uh, we're going to read reviews for uh, Swingers Clubs, okay, Hedonism Two, and uh, also just guys that review porno. That's awesome. Yeah, those guys. Th- I think that's an insane that is. It's way worse that. than being like a goon cave guy. Like a, you know, like the, the yeah, that's terrible. If you're doing like no money, no money. If you're doing comments on Pornhub <laughs> of your review of porno. That's the most psycho you can like. What do you say? Do. Like, it, like I know that there are you guys on YouTube that make a lot of money doing like cinematography, where it's like, yeah, I didn't like that color grading. What do you say? Is like, yeah, he's not eating your pussy with enough pizzazz. <laughs> like, I don't know how do you get yeah. there. Yeah. Well, you read them, man. You read those reviews, and they're like, I like it when he fucking really went wild on, <laughs> on that one, and you're like, just fucking keep that to yourself. I, dude. I pay that lady five thousand dollars to never brush her teeth again. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking the, the the fucking I I highly recommend this. Read reviews for swingers clubs because they are fucking incredible. Dudes will go to one and then not have any sex because nobody wants to fuck them, and they will give the worst review. Like no, no, the women wanted to. That's fuck so me. awesome, dude. <laughs> <It's> like, okay, <laughs> sounds like a <laughs> like. But your name's on this. Yeah, on it's Google. like yeah, Doctor Mike Brown from fucking Fort Worth, Texas. I couldn't get any pussy at the yeah. pussy store. I'm a loser. I fucking Jesus Christ. Well, my, uh, man, I I yeah. had a good time. I appreciate you coming on. Let us know about the Ted thing and um, check out. It's going to be called Guys on the Free Feed. Uh, yeah, the, the Patreon's Murder yeah, X check Brian. Patreon.com slash Murder X Brian. It is a lot of series. Uh, you know, obviously, I do a lot of highly specialized, weird For sure. series. I, I did a show about shock jocks okay. uh, that people tend to love with Felix nice. Biederman and Hell Chris yeah. James. And I did uh, uh, Sports Talk Radio Guys, and I did Preachers. So they're just like really specific, like five episodes of Hell something. Yeah. Uh, where cool. I talk about just something really cool. specific. Thanks for coming on, man. And uh, y'all make sure to check that out. Patreon.com slash Murder X Brian. And uh, we don't got anything to plug. Just, you know, who you, you know, who the damn show. <laughs> you know what it is. <laughs> yes. You know what this is about. Thank you, guys. All See right. Ya. Thanks but for having for me, sure. guys. Sure. Let me stop the recording. Yeah, let me send.